Welcome to a new episode of the Fuller Soul Podcast. And in today's episode, we're going to continue our series on the book of Jude with the nature of false teachers. All right, the nature of false teachers. And in today's text, we are going to be looking at Jude verse 8 going down to verse 13. And this is what the word of the Lord says. Yet in like manner, these people also relying on their dreams, defile the flesh, reject authority, and blaspheme the glorious ones. But when the archangel Michael, contending with the devil, and was disputing about the body of Moses, he did not presume to pronounce a blasphemous judgment, but said, The Lord rebuke you. But these people blaspheme all that they do not understand. And they are destroyed by all that they, like unreasoning animals, understand instinctively. Woe to them! For they walked in the way of Cain and abandoned themselves for the sake of gain to Balaam's error and perished in Korah's rebellion. These are hidden reefs at your love feasts, as they feast with you without fear. Shepherds feeding themselves, waterless clouds, swept along by winds, fruitless trees in late autumn, twice dead, uprooted. Wild waves of the sea, casting up the foam of their own shame. Wandering stars, for whom the gloom of other darkness has been reserved forever. Now, in the previous episode, we talked about the intrusion of false teachers in the church. We talked about how they have, they crept into the church and notice, and they brought forth this teaching, this false teaching that denies, that denies Christ as our only Master and Lord, and and also that it turns the grace of God into sensuality. Now, in, in this text, Jude goes a little bit deeper. Rather than discuss their more on the teaching, now he discusses more on who these people who these people are, especially internally, because these people, even if they may be righteous, I'm sorry, even if they may look righteous on the outside, even if they may be beloved by thousands of people, right? Especially regarding today's preachers, they are false. They are rotten to the core, and. Looking at verse 8, we see a number of things that we should look out for when it comes to understanding that the nature of false teachers. The first thing is is that they rely on their dreams. And for a lot of false teachers today, you hear them cite that God spoke to them or that he gave them some crazy vision revelation, right? Uh, I've even heard some say that they've, they constantly uh, would sit down and meet with Jesus and the thing is, they use that as the basis of their teaching rather than the Word of God. If anything, the Word of God is watered down. Uh, theology has no place. It is all about their dreams. And because they rely on their dreams, they use that as their justification to say, well, I hear from God, therefore you have to listen to me. And I'm sure you may have heard that in in your church, right, or in, or in any other church, maybe your old church. And it just goes to show how these false teachers operate. They operate with teachings that are not founded on the Word of God, but on their so-called dreams and revelations. Another thing here is that they defile the flesh. False teachers can are immoral, could be sexually immoral in this case. And yeah, they, they defile the flesh. And of course, not every false teacher is a sexual predator, but just keep in mind that this is a characteristic that that is found in some of them. And also, they reject authority and blaspheme the glorious ones. So 
just 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 looking at that last portion of verse eight, you can see that these false teachers are ultimately rebellious, rebellious because if they were true pastors, they were true shepherds, they wouldn't reject authority because they submit to God's authority. A true pastor, a true minister of God, someone who is called to to preach the to preach the word, to preach the gospel, to to shepherd Christ's church, is someone who submits to authority. Someone and, and holds reverence to the Lord, not the opposite. Verse 9, But when the archangel Michael, contending with the devil, was disputing about the body of Moses, he did not presume to pronounce a blasphemous judgment, but said, The Lord rebuke you. So this story that um, Jude is referencing to is not part of the Old Testament. It's not recorded in the Old Testament. It's actually part of Jewish tradition where you have this contention between the Archangel Michael, which is for, for those of you who don't understand what Archangel is, is basically a, a, the highest uh, rank of an, of the angels. And then he's apparently contending with the devil concerning the body of Moses. And what Judah was trying to use here is that even though you, despite the status that the Archangel Michael had, he still submitted to the Lord because he said, the Lord rebuke you. Right, he he looked towards the Lord, and that's a complete contrast to the the false teachers because, like I just said before, they don't submit to the Lord's authority; they they submit to their own authority. They do their own thing, and as a result, they're rebellious, they're prideful. All right, and then moving on to verse ten, another description here with false teachers is that they it says here. But these people blaspheme all that they knew, do not understand, and they are destroyed by all that they like unreasoning animals, understanding instinctively. And here is just talking about how, uh, when it comes to blaspheming all that they do not understand, it's talking about like the Christian faith doctrine, right? The Word of God, everything God God has stated in the Scriptures, they do not understand it. They blaspheme it, right? And they obviously they're the ones who are preaching against it. They twist the Scriptures. And they are destroyed by all that they like unreasoning animals understand distinctively. They are destroyed by their own flesh, basically. That's what that's what the verse is trying to get at. And then verse 11, uh, where it says, Woe to them, for they walked in the way of Cain and abandoned themselves for the sake of gain to Balaam's error and perished in Kor's rebellion. And here Jude is actually referencing to other instances of the Bible with these three characters, Cain, Balaam, and Korah, all, all of them who... Basically, were, were greedy. They only cared about themselves, and ultimately, they were they were punished by by the Lord. And that's what happens with false teachers when they get carried away. They become greedy. I mean, especially you think about the prosperity gospel. Think about the preachers who have all this money. They're the ones who who seem like they've made it to the top, and then you have the poor uh, people in the congregation who are they're sowing their so called seeds, right? They're expecting God to bless them. And make them as rich and 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 wealthy, but you don't see that with them, do do they? It's it's almost like a, this uh Ponzi scheme, right? Or, or you know, just this. We just see only the the false teachers benefiting off of it because they're the they're the only ones really because they're the ones who've been able to sell their message to the masses and become a success. And the problem is that again, it's not focus on God, even if they mention God in their message, but it's a it's really about self. So their, their own self game okay so moving on to the last two verses for today's episode verse 12 but these are hidden reefs at your love feast as they feast with you without fear shepherds feeding themselves 
Waterless clouds slept along by winds, fruitless trees in late autumn, twice dead, uprooted, wild waves of the sea casting up the foam of their own shame, wandering stars for whom the gloom of utter darkness has been reserved forever. And here we have different descriptions of false teachers and Jude here uses different types of imagery and I'm going to break it down for you as we go along. So first we have, well, let me list them first. So first we have hidden reefs, then waterless clouds, fruitless trees, wild waves of the seas, and lastly, wandering stars. All right, so now we're going to look them and look at them individually and see what Judah's trying to get at here. So the first one, hidden reefs. So hidden reefs uh, are referring to those types of reefs that are basically obscured in water and they're the types to destroy uh, ships, right? If they come to so, so close and... And that's a reference to false teachers because false teachers are like those hidden reefs because they ultimately, you know, harmed their they're harm to the church. They're harmed to the body of Christ. And and like I said, and, and like I stated earlier in the previous episode on verse, uh, I believe it was verse four, where it talks about how these false teachers, these people have crept in unnoticed. Right. Keep that in mind, because like I said, a lot of them are in the church today and a lot of them are unnoticed. A lot of Christians and even other pastors who may be wanting to do good, right, in terms of serving the ministry, they, they may not realize who they've invited in. And these false teachers, they've crept in unnoticed. And yes, they're like these hidden reefs. They're they're there, they're present, but yet they're 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 harmful and dangerous. And then uh continuing on verse twelve, it says, They're hidden reefs at your love feast, right? So again, they they they're there. They're they're actually if I think they're fellowshipping with the with the believers, right? But yet ultimately they feast with you without fear shepherds feeding themselves so keep that in mind even though if they they may be in church with you they may be fellowshipping with you but again ultimately it's all about them they don't they only care about themselves uh moving on to the next description and the and for these next two descriptions they're very similar so we have waterless clouds and fruitless trees so basically so when it comes to these two descriptions waterless clouds and fruitless trees is talking about just them promising but never delivering Right? Because with a cloud, you expect rain. Uh, with a tree, you expect fruit. And, you know, in this context of, of false teachers, like even though they may be promoting this, that, and the third in their message, like I mentioned, like, for instance, in the prosperity gospel, but this come to, to pass, then they're false. And this this could also apply to, to prophecies as well. Like there's tons of false prophecies that a lot of false teachers make. Well, they'll say, oh, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, but then it doesn't happen. Or if anything, the opposite happens of what they promised. And again, they fail to deliver because they are, they're deceiving you. They're not telling you the truth. They're not preaching the truth. They're just there for their own gain and just to make sure that you follow them. And then wild, wild waves of the sea. So this is referring to their un instability, their instability, not just simply in terms of their life, but also in their doctrine. Obviously, we talk about false doctrine, right? It's just, it's distorted. It's, it's, it's false. Right, it's heretical. Nothing to do with the scriptures. There's no solid foundation. Especially, there's tons of false doctrine all over the place. Right, and in that same uh, description, casting up the phone of, of their own shame, they, you know, it also results in shame. I mean, because the fact because their behavior is shameful, their message is shameful, and then their the last description, wandering stars, for whom the other darkness has been reserved forever. So, wandering stars is basically just referring to just how they are. They are wandering, right? They're they're aimless, and they're and more and moreover, they're leading others astray, and ultimately, 
the gloom of utter darkness is referring to condemnation. It's been reserved forever, right? That's what that's their fate. That's what awaits them. That being said, I know there was a lot here, so I definitely encourage you to to look it up, to read the text yourself. Also, look at good commentaries on this passage because we, based on what we just talked about today, uh, there's tons of descriptions of false teachers, and it's good to know this because, you know, as Jesus says in the Sermon of the Mount on the Mount, he says, "Watch out for false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing." But inwardly are ra- are ravenous wolves. You'll recognize them by their fruit. Matthew chapter 7, verses 15 and 16. And as Christians, it is important to understand these descriptions of a false teacher because it will help us understand what, what they're really about, right? Don't be swayed by outward appearances, right? Remember, God looks at the heart, and we are to ask God for discernment. We are to read the word to, to understand when a false message is, is is taught, right? Based on because the text is gonna the text is gonna put that to light. It's gonna be like because when we ground ourselves in the Word of God, we're able to fill ourselves with the knowledge necessary to distinguish between true and false. And not only does that apply to do, in the cases of doctrine, but also in the cases of of teach uh, of teachers, right? Like who is a real shepherd? And nowadays we have a lot of hitmen, right? False teachers. Right, we have a lot of clowns. People just want to entertain comedians, right? They just want—they're just there to to hype up the crowd, right? But yet, all the while they're deceiving you, all the while they're leading you astray. And but ultimately, judgment awaits them. Judgment awaits them. And if you want to look at qualifications on pastors, like what what does being a pastor entail? I would encourage you to check out First Timothy three verses one through seven and Titus one. Verses five through nine for qualifications on pastors. That way, you can distinguish between both. What, what what is a true minister versus a false minister? All right, because at the end of the day, we have to discern these things. We have to discern these things. The church definitely needs discernment now more than ever. And if the church doesn't stand for discernment, then we will easily fall for deception. Thank you for listening to the For Your Soul Podcast. For more information, you can follow me on my social media as well as my YouTube channel where I upload every clip and episode of the podcast. And if you would like to contribute, you can do so at anchor.fm slash soul slash support. And please give a five-star review on wherever you get your podcast, such as Apple and Spotify. That really helps me out. Once again, this is the For Your Soul Podcast, a podcast for your soul.